it's the 100 episode of Pentatop Podcast. Woohoo! I'm dancing, I'm dancing, you should be dancing as well. This episode, we're going to talk to an email storyteller. What? This is Pentatop Podcast, supposed to be Facebook only, right? Well, you're wrong. Anyway, let's start the show. It's time to maximize Facebook marketing for your business. Lest you overwhelm, it's the Pin to Top Podcast with Anne Christine Peña Redondo. Facebook is one of the top social media channels in the world. Well, you know that by now for sure. If you want to reach the people who will support your products, services, and tell friends about your business, Facebook is one of your best choices. I have a Facebook marketing strategy that you may read at anchorsteen.com slash Facebook marketing after listening to this episode. This strategy works with consistency and patience. Commit to this strategy and you will meet your business goals through Facebook. But if you want to get help, I am a call away. Visit bit.ly slash apply to work with Christine so you can tell me more about your business, its goals and direction. If you're a good fit for my help, I will send you a link to book a call. TV shows, they celebrate their 100th episode uh, with a big cake. And there's a break from their taping. But I don't do that for now. Maybe I'm going to eat cake all by myself. But... This 100th episode of the show, I'm going to give you a gift. This is another interview, this time with Alan Ngo. He is known as one of the best email marketers in the Philippines, if not of the world. Uh-huh. I knew Alan because we have the same mentor, which is Jomar Hilario. I've seen him talk many times in the Truly Rich Club Summit which we are both members. Truly Rich Club is wealth building club created by Brother Bo Sanchez for everybody who wants to build their wealth slowly through investments, businesses, while you protect er yourself. So as we're taught not to just depend on one income. So we can always have side incomes, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, you also have side hustles. And one of the side hustles that is being taught is having online careers. And becoming an email marketer is one of them. And Alan Ngo is the go-to guy when it comes to email marketing. And there's a lot. But the thing with Alan is just storytelling is seamless to him. It's just like you're talking to him. If you read his emails, it's like he's talking to you right beside you telling the whole thing. I invited him to the show because of two things. Number one, in the recent uh, sessions that I have attended with uh, uh, Ryan Dice Digital Marketing and with, with everything going on with iOS 14, email is still here. It still exists. It's, it's not dead. I'm sorry. Just like everyone saying Facebook is dead, email's not dead. So I thought, what, what if business owners 
don't have or ignore yet or better yet they don't know how email can also help their businesses generate sales and leads the second thing is with all of the social media changes that's happening banned accounts ad armageddons algorithm changes you would want to blow your head up because of those changes what are you going to do should you just depend on social media platforms and just raise the white flag and say you know what this is just how it is i'm just going to go with the flow alan is going to tell you that there is another way to communicate with your customers and that's through the use of email without further ado i'm giving you alan ngo for our 100 episode of pin to top hi alan thanks for joining us here at pin to top thanks for saying yes thank you thank you for having me it's a pleasure yeah okay for the benefit of those who are getting to know you for the first time this isn't the first time that I've met you. We've met many times already. So please tell us uh, who you are and what you do. All right. All right. Sure. I'm Alan. No? Well, basically, just to tell you a little bit about myself before what I do. So I'm a self-confessed girl dad. No? <laughs> my main weakness is when my daughter looks at me in the eye and asks me, Dad, can we open the aircon? I'm sweaty. <laughs> so that's game over. <laughs> Luckily, I pay for it through helping coaches and course creators enroll more students by writing emails that people actually want to read and buy from. So that's generally what I do. And the aircon is worth it. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I actually miss seeing your kid. You should mm-hmm. do more Facebook stories of her because she's so cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I told you I've, I've known you before and i've met you several times and uh, i know you have a family business aside from from what you do uh, helping coaches with email marketing did you inherit the family business or are you are you a partner or are you totally out of the family business because you have your own well that's the traditional path the inheritance mm-hmm. but right now i'm currently doing my own thing and time will tell what will happen, whether mm-hmm. I join the family business later on. But right now, I just want to take advantage of, um, because what I do with emails, I really love what I do. It's a chance for me to explore this uh, avenue right now. And let's see where it goes. So right now, I'm doing this full time yeah, to be more oh. formal about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, like what you said, it's, it's, uh, that's the path the common path, uh, but you have business of your own. So let's go to uh, email. How did you get started with that uh, email storytelling? What I can tell is definitely it's not by design. <laughs> so I was supposed <laughs> to make a living with numbers, not words, because I finished accountancy in college, passed the board. But along the way, I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad from my friend. And it kind of changed the way I looked at money, career, and business. However, with that book, you kind of have to be good at sales or marketing in order to really kind of harness the power of that book. And sales weren't really for me. So I'm more the introverted loner type. And I have trouble delegating or working with teams because it's just not my in my DNA. <laughs> I'm not really wired to do that. I just thought that online might be the way to go because I tried franchise business as well. I tried the corporate corporate environment, but both of them really didn't pan out. 
online might be the way to go in the sense that maybe I can sell online without being out there, basically. So I tried blogging, social media. It was really with emails that I got results. I was in the Mandarin Chinese niche, basically teaching people the opportunities and the language. I did a giveaway before. So I had a partner, he's Canadian actually, and he has a book, an ebook on helping beginners learn Mandarin Chinese. So what I did was we ran a giveaway. We gave away three books, ebooks. And for those who didn't win, we just gave a link to the sales page. The next day I woke up, we had sales. So it was totally not pushy. It was really just, here you go. It, it was almost like an afterthought, just dropping the link there for the quote unquote, the losers <laughs> from the contest. And lo and behold, it got a lot of sales since I was doing this part-time when I started. So I was doing this part-time for almost six to, six to seven years. So I was really very choosy about where I use my time because when I work on my business on a part-time basis, I'm using, I'm sacrificing my leisure time. So I had to be picky. And I noticed that it was really emails that gave me the best ROI. My style with emails tends to be more the storytelling, very casual. And I would describe my style as like silly with substance. So I ran with that. <laughs> silly with substance. I never thought of it actually. In one of the events that you you were one of the speakers, you started with a story. And it's like, this is for a fact. Every time I... I get to see you on stage, you, you present a different story every time. So it's like, I know you're going to start with a story, but nevertheless, I'm going to listen. <laughs> so, I don't, so I don't get the silly, but uh, the silly with substance <laughs> storytelling. Okay. Because okay. that's not, because that's not the, that's, that's not the case from my end. I wanted to, to get you on the show as well, Alan, because in the training sessions that I recently attended, and most of them are online, at the end of the day, like for instance, they if you want to get if you want to get traffic to your site or if you want to get leads, the social media platforms are there. They also have different ways. They have different platforms to which you could advertise. But the most important thing is, of course, you need to understand your audience. But out of those things, um, outside of that, it's like email is still much discussed as a way to continue nurturing followers and leads. It's like we, uh, we are not only being advised to just focus on social media. There's still email. Email has been, has been here for a while. So why do you think it's still part of the digital marketing blueprint? I th that's actually a great question. I think like what we're doing now in the podcast, it's very intimate. Right? It's very intimate. It's one-on-one. -on -one. There's little to any distractions at all. And I think email mimics that. Right? Email mimics that because unlike in social where you're... The goal of social media, any media, social media platform is to keep you there, right? So to keep you there. So after you see one video, they're going to recommend another one, so on and so forth. So their, your intention and their intention doesn't necessarily align. Because you want to build your brand, you want to have you want for people to see more of your content. Their goal is to keep people there. To keep people there doesn't mean it's always going to be your content. So there's a slight conflict of interest there. On top of that, like I mentioned, like intimacy. I see the way I see social media and like emails, it's not one or the other. Like they they can work together. Social media is akin to meeting somebody in the bar. Right, you're surrounded by a lot of distractions, a lot of beautiful people, a lot of chance to mingle. 
So that's where you get discovered as well, right? By putting yourself out there. So that's what, where social media is great. But if you want to develop that relationship, again, like in a bar, it's hard to hear each other, right? aside from seeing, seeing your beautiful faces. But if you really want to get to know a person, you invite them to dinner, to coffee. Because why? It's more intimate. It's more private. Less distractions. And you get a chance to talk to each other longer form, you know, without having other distractions. And that's what email is for me, right? That's a way, that's the date afterwards. Social media is great for discovery. Email is great for building that intimacy. And on top of that, going deeper even, it's like right, right now, everybody asks you to subscribe, to be their follower. And that's just the way we play. That's, that's your ticket in, getting followers, subscribers. That's the database. But if you want to control the game, you have to have ownership of that data. So if you have followers on YouTube, on, on podcasts, on different platforms, you're still just on borrowed platform, right? Borrowed gone. Anytime your account get, gets closed, so is your lifeblood. Which is, it's which true. Are your it's happening right, right now. <laughs> right? So yeah. So if you have them on your email list, there's no no one policing that. Uh, mm. you, are, you own the database. With control comes deliverability, right? Because as we mentioned, there's conflict of interest with the social media platform and you. So if you drop a link through your website and your social media platform, I've heard from experts that it won't get algorithm love because there's a link outside of Facebook or IG. So there's conflict of interest. You want people to go to your site, but they're not giving you the love. The same content, if you put the same content, send it to your email list, it's going to be delivered to everyone on your list, right? There's no sensor there. And of course, now we have the cancel culture as well, right? Maybe your views might not be in line with the social media, with the owners of or this, the people patrolling the social media platforms. Again, your message will have its legs cut off. Yeah, it's- so having that database, you have your, your own community, no censorship, right? Even if it's unpopular opinions, but you're talking to your tribe, to your choir. Like for me, long-term, if you're a business, you're controlling the risk, right? Because you have control of the asset. And at the same time, it's also business insurance, right? Like for me, you can take away my website, all my social media platform, just give me my email list and I can still make a living. For me, that's my long way of answering your simple question. But I think all those components play with each other to, for you to see the big picture. Okay. You have control. There's the, there's the deliverability and there's no censorship. I agree with you, especially on number three. So that's, that's, that's so awesome. I stalk people that I interview here. Like I stalk all your, uh, I stalk your site and uh, social media platform. So I saw, I think I saw this on your LinkedIn and it says, uh, you believe everyone has the ability to self-generate revenue by creating a positive impact in other people's lives through the power of email storytelling. I got that correct, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. I'm good at stalking. So that's good. Cool. Uh-huh. But nevertheless, I'm not sure if you've heard this, but a business owner might say, but I don't know how to tell a story or I don't have time to do that. Like I have so many things to do. Uh, have you heard that before? And um, were you asked those questions in somehow related to those and what do you say to them yeah that's true because i am i was one of them right i didn't oh. believe that i can tell a story i can i don't i have time to do that right like if i were starting and you tell me that i i can make a living by writing stories remember i came from an accounting background 
Like mm. the only story we tell is like profit and loss. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's as far as we had an imagination of a dead rock, like a dead leaf. Right. So <laughs> it's really not something that I would believe in. But in reality, upon trying this out, being in this industry, what I can say that everybody can tell a story. Like, I mean, if you're with your best friend, even the most introverted person has that one friend where you could let your hair down, right? And talk with them for hours upon hours. So it's there. So the story is there, right? It's just that telling it can be a different issue, right? So one of the challenges I felt, so two things about the time and ability. Sometimes we feel that we can't tell a story because we, we think writing should be formal, like grammatical rules. When we speak, it can be it can be like say la vie, I can say whatever I want as long as I get my point across. But when it's documented down on paper, or even virtually, you feel that there should be a sense of formality or correctness. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's right? true. It's so, true. And, and that's not enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> right? So that's not enjoyable. So that's why for me, when I look at emails, I don't necessarily think of it like a formal correspondence. Like even using the words correspondence gives you shivers, so formal, right? But, yes. Yeah, it's so formal. So I, I can think of emails as conversation. Like for example, when I think of my email list, I don't think of them like a bunch of names begging to give, waiting for me to give an offer so they could give me money. So that's not really the case. People on your list are like overworked parents, you know, stressed out moms, millennials who are looking for the path. So they have real world problems, right? So you treat, talk to them like a real person. So there's this one email I wrote at the start of the week. I think it was a Monday where I was telling them, hey, it's the start of another week. You barely survived the last one. Now there's a whole, a whole new slew of tasks on your to-do list. Now I know you're going to work on it because that's how you're wired to, to act. But just because you don't talk about your problem doesn't mean they don't exist. So let me take this chance to ask you, how are you really? I, I told them like, you can reply to this email. I can't guarantee that I can answer to each and every one, but know that I will read. Uh, basically, what, what you send won't be forgotten. Something like that. And I got like tons of replies from that. Some of them like almost their whole life story. And that's one of the ways we can connect, right? That's an email sent to, that's a marketing email sent to my list. But it felt like I was getting emails like, this is like so, so real, like real authenticity to the max, something like that. And that is something that we can do for, for our list, create that bond. And I think that's refreshing as well for the reader, you know, that usually when they, you get bombarded by marketing emails, it's more of ask. The person sending an email is asking you for something. And it's refreshing to hear somebody just asking you how you are. And that, that's one of just one example. You may have, while listening to this, you may have different examples here different ideas of how we can communicate. And I think doing that reduces the pressure of writing emails. It's like writing to a friend, like writing to a friend. And, and one thing you mentioned about time, about not having enough time to do this, you know, no one has time for anything in, reality, in, in real life. Like no one has time for anything. No one has time for a podcast. No one has time to watch a YouTube video. No one has time to go Marie Kondo on, all, on their house. No one has time for that. The real question is, with the time we have, what makes us choose to do the things that we do act upon, right? So in terms of business, 
what gets priority is the things that make money, right? If you feel that email is worth it, then you're going to spend time learning it. Or if you have resources, you're going to spend time to buy somebody else's time to write them for you, right? So it's all a matter of like the value that you give to a certain task because we all have the same 24 hours. We choose our own task based on the value system that we put upon each specific task. So um, others won't have time to do podcasts, but would spend time their entire day with emails. So that shows you where the value system of that person is. So it's really how much you value that specific task. Then I can show you a person who will spend the entire day writing emails, the entire day recording videos, podcasts, writing blog posts, right? It's really depend- it really depends on that. I was left speechless about it. <laughs> 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 yeah. I love your example on on what you wrote to your list recently. Because it's mm-hmm. that's a that's a, I was I'm counting. Maybe that's around 10 sentences. But in real life, that's really it's really as simple as hey, how are you? Right. And um right. like no, like what you said, no strings attached. Hopefully that that should be something that business owners should think of. Because everything that you said was true. Like if it's written, it has to be to be grammar check. Like for my for my from my end, it has to be SEO checked as well and, and those things. So yeah, that's that's uh that's that's a good that's a good way of looking emails. I know you already mentioned Alan a while ago that you you stumbled on email because of you know it, it's just okay let's just put the link there for for the those who right. didn't get the ebook so and then right. there are still people who signed up and I know you've had lots of case studies and success stories out of that uh, but if you can summarize it how has email marketing helped your businesses to put it in simple terms like I wouldn't have one without emails so that's really the driving force for me and I guess like rather than telling you about about like successful launches and stuff and how it affected my business I, I like to share like a quick story you know so my my first big windfall from email marketing affiliate marketing if you will is when my wife was the first time my wife was confined ever in her life was through an allergic reaction through her from her medicine of course we were newly married then i think we, we're not yet we're not yet even married for a year during that time so I was taking care of her. And while she was asleep, I had my laptop with me. So I was writing emails to promote an, a product. It was a $200 product. And I was promoting it as an affiliate. If you're not aware of what affiliate marketing is, basically I sell other people's product and I get a commission for every yeah. item I sell. Mm-hmm. So it ended up, long story short, it ended up earning me over $3,500 <gasps> um, throughout the, the affiliate contest. When most people think of hospitalization, they think of a huge financial hit, right? Yes. But in that, when that happened, ours was profitable. We were, we had more money coming out of the hospital than we were, we had coming yeah. in, right? So that was a crazy idea. <laughs> I so, know. Like for me, it was a sign that it was kind of like I'm not sure, of course, your religious beliefs, but for me, it was like a sign from God that, hey, Alan, just keep doing what you're doing you'll be taken care of. That's kind of how I interpreted that situation. With you asking me about how it helped my business, I wouldn't have one without it. So <laughs> so that's how big of a role email plays with mine. That, that's a wonderful story. Who gets hospitalized and then 
$3,500. It's a good sign. It's really a good sign. Alan, should a business owner, you, you mentioned a while ago, you consider email, um, think of emails conversations so that there's, there's you remove the overwhelm. And you also mentioned right. that no one is going to have time for everything. It's just how you value things. With that, should the business owner do his own email marketing if he finds this valuable? And if not, what should a business owner look for in uh, an email marketing specialist? Thanks a lot for listening to Fin to Top. I'll see you in the next episode. Almighty Father, thank you for the business you have enabled me to begin and sustain. Enlighten my way in leading and inspiring people engaged in the business organizations, industry, and communities that I serve. Allow us the mastery of your will for the role you would want this business to play in your divine plan. Provide us all the resources, human and material, for this enterprise. Sustain us financially for growth and development and keep us humble with our successes and innovative and creative in our endeavors. Help us in our crises and guide us in every step we take as we run and manage our business. Let our business involvements be models of inspired integrity and allow it to bring good health, wealth, and prosperity among your people. Bless our business partners, clients, and suppliers. Give us the faith and confidence that we can accomplish even what seems to be impossible. Move us to dispense all our actions to be full of love for you and the rest of mankind. In Jesus' name, Amen. Creating a podcast show is a challenge. Good thing I have the best ally. Thanks to ValuePod Productions, headed by two amazing ladies, Sam Mercado and Eloy Almolicido, for helping me create my shows easily. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but don't know how and where to start? Let ValuePod Productions Podcast Editing and Management Services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message us at facebook.com slash valuepodproductions. ValuePod Productions Podcast Editing and Management Services, humanizing personal connections through podcasting. That's a wrap for this week's Pin to Top. Tell us what you think about the show. Send in your rating and comments on your favorite podcast platform now. For questions and suggestions, email pintotop at annchristine.com. That's P-I-N-T-O-T-O-P at annchristine.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day!